0: Welcome to Advent Sermons and Conversations. Please enjoy the sermon. In the early 80s, in my first parish in Chicago, the homeless liaison of the city of Chicago came to me and asked if my church, St. Mary's Lutheran Church, would house a makeshift shelter and a daycare center for those who were being displaced by the city-run shelter that had recently been sold to a developer until a permanent facility could be found for them. Now he told me that this city-run shelter for the homeless in our neighborhood in Chicago, one of the economically poorest neighborhoods in the city at that time, would be shut down at the end of the week, three days from that meeting. Of course, I said, yes, immediately. And in this saying, I didn't feel alone. I knew that I had a church and a congregation that would step up to the plate when crises hit and people were in need of help. Not because over 50% of the members of St. Mary's were homeless themselves, or because the entire congregation, immigrants and citizens alike, lived below the poverty level in what those days was called the ghetto. No, I said yes, because I knew that the congregation believed with all their heart that it was what people of faith do. We reach out and walk with those who are in pain, abandoned, forgotten. Barely existing or living under the weight of injustice. That is what the people of St. Mary's Lutheran Church had done over and over again. When we got to the city shelter that Friday morning, the folks were already on the street. Their possessions were scattered down Richmond Avenue. They were in shock in anguish and absolute turmoil. And you could see by the looks on their faces and by initial conversations that they were scared to death. Most of them were mothers and children or elderly persons. But because our congregation, along with two other churches and several social workers from the local schools had joined in to support us, they were not alone. They were facing an absolute emergency, no question about it, yet they were not going to be left on the streets. Homeless and undocumented members of St. Mary's spent the day helping transport these people with their meager belongings to the church. Others in the kitchen of the congregation prepared food, or went to Bethel Lutheran down the church and got cots so that we could prepare the sanctuary to be a homeless home for those who needed it. I can't imagine going through a crisis like that without any help. I can't imagine being kicked out on the street all alone. I can't imagine being asked to help others without a church to back me up. And I cannot imagine not having the help of other agencies and people from other churches who feel called to be a part of the solution to other people's problems. Jesus was in the wilderness, led by the Spirit. Now I believe that most of us would never intentionally head into a situation where we knew we were going to face trials and testing. And most of us would not intentionally head into a situation where we were going to be caught up in great difficulties or in some type of situation that was uncomfortable or even dangerous. Yet in this season of Lent here at Advent, we have been encouraged to intentionally embrace a somewhat similar situation, trusting as Jesus did that God was with us on the journey A journey that quite simply has been an invitation and a time to focus on how we can be better followers of Christ. It has been a time of fasting, repentance, and learning to rely on God and God alone. And it has been a time when we have been asked to give up something. But rather than giving up chocolate or meat or homework or television or whatever, we have been asked to give up the very things that keep us from coming close to Jesus, that keep us away from Jesus, and rather to focus on the things, give up the things that will permit us to draw even closer to him. And in so doing, we have been reminded that we depend on God and not on the material things of this world. But no matter what we do or do not do for Lent, we can only pull it off if we, like Jesus, are led on the journey by the Holy Spirit. We can only do it, or it will only be beneficial if we are learning to more fully depend on God for all things, knowing that God never leaves us in the street, abandoned and alone. That is what gives us life, my dear friends, and gives us life abundantly. That is what makes us better people and transforms us from being utterly selfish and self-centered toward being more and more self-giving. In our gospel text this morning, the devil tempts Jesus over and over again to do things which are focused on himself rather than on his mission to give his life as a ransom for many. This is a tough test for Jesus, to feed himself and give up his fast, to have all the worldly power and pleasures at his fingertips to be a miracle worker, a kind of Superman for his own selfish benefits. For Jesus to have said yes to the temptations would have meant that he would have said no to God and no to the ways of God's kingdom. And in doing so, he would have also been saying no to loving humanity and ultimately no to his resurrection, to his death and resurrection, which are the only hope for humankind. His death and resurrection, the only hope for you and me. In other words, without Jesus' obedience, we truly would be left alone. But Jesus says no. And he does it by relying on the Holy Spirit rather than on his own flesh. And our gospel finishes, uh, finishes today by telling us that Jesus overcame the devil in the wilderness. The next verse, which we did not read this morning, says that Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, spreading the love of God to all who would receive it, accept it, and live it. The good news of the Gospel, dear friends, is that God never leaves us alone. When we are experiencing times of testing or being led into places of hunger and despair, God is with us. When it seems that all is lost and that the devil is about to get us, God is with us. And when we feel most abandoned, God is with us. Last week, we were invited to come forward, given strips of cloth, and invited to lay our guilt and sin, our shortcomings and our failures, our false gods and self-centered desires on the altar at the foot of the cross. For the cross is where we see the convergence of great suffering and God's forgiveness, where righteousness and peace kiss one another, where God's demands coincide with God's mercy, and where we receive forgiveness and peace. The cross is where wrath and mercy meet. And the cross is where Jesus endured Good Friday, knowing it would lead to Easter Sunday, to his resurrection and our salvation, to the beginning of God's reign of righteousness and peace. As we now move through this week to the close of Lent, let's allow the Holy Spirit to lead us as well, not only through the next seven days of our wilderness journey, but through this journey that we call life lead us to the cross of Christ. For it is only in the cross of Jesus that we are strengthened by God's grace, surrounded by hope and glory, and given peace and joy that will abide for all time. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at adventnyc.org. Our services are 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in English and 1230 in Spanish at 93rd and Broadway.